We're talking Dolphins and Chargers on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? Things are good. How about you? Things are good here. Had a had a surprise day off, a little snow day. That's always a, a good thing for us teachers. Um, <laughs> the, the Super Bowl is set, you know, more importantly here. Uh, do you have any comments on the NFL being rigged? That's all That's all I've heard. <laughs> no, I don't at all, to be honest with you. I think <laughs> I mean, these poor refs are getting every arrow thrown their way. I was actually uh, watching. Uh, d- deservedly so. Deservedly so. Some, yeah. yeah, yeah some. That was not it good. It was not their finest weekend. Yeah. I was actually watching uh, Senior Bowl stuff, though, before we hit record. So uh, I'm, I'm all over that. I'm enjoying this week. Yeah, the Super Bowl, certainly big news over the next couple of weeks. But you're right. Uh, from a dynasty standpoint, the Senior Bowl is probably even more important. And uh, we'll we'll be talking about that and, and uh, following that, of course, as we prepare to talk about this 2023 rookie class. Um, we're, we're about a month away from the NFL Combine. Uh, Matt, you and I are, are both going to that. So we'll yeah. certainly have a, a lot of comments uh, and hopefully some insight to make about uh, the players that we run into there. Today, though, we are continuing, and, and all of this week, we are continuing our team review series. We're a little over halfway through the league, I guess. We're knocking out two teams per day and uh, started with the worst teams in the league, and now we're into the uh, into the playoff teams. Today, we're talking Miami Dolphins and L.A. Chargers, both of these really interesting teams for some different reasons, Matt. Let's let's start with Miami. The Dolphins sure. finish nine and eight. That was good for second in the AFC East. Uh, they make the playoffs. They play Buffalo in the first round. Of course, they're uh, like a couple of playoff teams were. They were down to their third quarterback. Uh, Tua Tungavaloa was out. Teddy Bridgewater was out. Skylar Thompson gets the gets the start and does pretty well all things considered uh mm-hmm. kept kept his team in that game it was a close one uh but they lose to buffalo in the wild card round so that's how the dolphins season went um matt before i get into some of the specific players when you think miami dolphins this season of course first year for mike mcdaniel as as the head coach there what's kind of your one big takeaway for miami season uh I would say inconsistent yeah. or a little more too uh, dependent than I would have expected. You know, I mean, they had some very, very high moments and this, the end of the season was very low. I mean, what was it? Six of the last seven, I think they lost, give or yeah. take, something like that, including the playoff game. Um, so rookie head coaches are hard to bank on. I think it was a very good learning experience for that whole staff. And then they go out and get a big time defensive coordinator now to kind of stabilize things a little bit. So I think it's a work in progress, but a lot of good signs there. Yeah, that's very fair. 
Let's uh, let's look at their roster here. Talked about those quarterbacks already. Tua Tungavaloa is uh, finished with 17.8 fantasy points uh, per game. That was good for quarterback 10. He's also the quarterback 10 in Dynasty, according to ADP over at DLF. He did miss four games. Uh, but, I mean, the, the the only real story here about Tua is those head injuries, unfortunately. Yeah. He had he had three concussions. He's actually still in concussion, concussion protocol. It's been, you know, a couple months at this point since he has uh, played, I believe, and still in the protocol. That's certainly scary. He also had kind of a cryptic tweet a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you saw that, Matt. Uh, no. Essentially... Um, you know, it was it was a good run, but on to the next thing, and no Ooh. no real clarity oh, about yeah. what that means. But uh, there's also no clarity about his status moving forward. Unfortunately, we'll be talking more here in the next few minutes about Tua. Teddy Bridgewater was the backup. He was fine. Uh, ended up playing in five games. Also suffered a couple of injuries, and he uh, he's going to be a free agent. So we'll see if Teddy Bridgewater is back. Three running backs here that saw some significant time. Raheem Mostert, uh, Jeff Wilson, both of those guys came over from the 49ers. Of course, that's uh, where Mike McDaniel was as well. So he brings over a couple of guys he was familiar with. They both averaged right around 10 fantasy points per game. Uh, Mostert's the running back 31. Wilson's the running back 36. They're both unrestricted free agents here uh, as uh, as we near that time. Uh, Savan Ahmed, also a free agent. He's restricted, though. You expect him to be back. He was kind of that third stringer for them. The wide receivers, really the uh, the stars of the team here, at least from a fantasy and dynasty standpoint. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, 20.4 fantasy points per game. He was the wide receiver three on the season. He's the wide receiver seven right now in dynasty ADP. His younger teammate, Jalen Waddell, 15.2 fantasy points per game. He was the wide receiver 12. And he's the wide receiver five in ADP. Trent Sherfield was the third guy. He's also a free agent. Tight end Mike Gusecki. Really disappointing season for him, under uh, sure. just under six fantasy points per game, uh, and he is also a free agent. You would expect him to probably uh, be gone this offseason. We'll see if uh, where where he ends up landing. But uh, a lot of those names I mentioned, the backup quarterback, all running backs, uh, your your third wideout, and your starting tight end, all free agents. Uh, you talked about some of the changes that are going on there already with the defensive coordinator. This is going to be a, uh, an off season of change for this Miami Dolphins team. And Matt, they don't have a first round pick because right. they, they uh, kind of fudged the rules a little bit. They tried to tried to get <laughs> Tom Brady in there uh, when he was uh, still under contract and you can't do that. So they were penalized and do not have a first round pick. That's a big deal as well. I ask you for kind of a, a, the theme of the season or what you think of when you think of the Dolphins and more and more I'm thinking some negative thoughts and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the play on the field, but the two ahead injuries, right? I mean, they handled that about as poorly as could be handled, right? They, he, he clearly has a concussion. They end up putting him back in the game. He plays the next week. He gets another one um, that, 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 you know, that results in a, a league investigation or an NFLPA right. investigation. Uh, and then they have this Brady situation, which cost them a first round pick. Is this 
is this organization kind of dirty or are these just isolated feeling? Doesn't it? it, it, It's, it's not a good feeling for sure. No, a hundred percent. I mean, I think it's a bit of a trend. Obviously that would start with ownership and trickle down and there's some acceptance or, you know, not, not to mention how about Brian Flores and some of that stuff too. I mean, this is not an isolated one year incident. And you mentioned they don't have a first round pick. Um, I'm looking at this chart that Pro Football Focus put together that ranks everyone's off-season assets, you know, like what cap space, Mm. ability to restructure and make more cap space, draft capital. Dolphins are dead last. I mean, the least amount of cards in their hand to get better. And besides Waddle and Hill, what are we excited about here? What are we happy about in the dynasty world? Yeah, not much. Not much for sure. Right, and right. That, that chart is interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. I have not seen that yet, but uh, it, it yeah, doesn't it feel good considering uh, I mentioned all those free agents. They don't have the first round pick. Obviously, that plays into that um, that ranking as well. We're going to talk a little bit more. I want to talk about Hill and Waddle, and, and we, we've got to spend some time on, on Tua and the situation there. We'll do that right after this break. As you guys know, Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I don't need to tell all you lovebirds that. You probably had your date plans on the calendar for weeks. But have you found the perfect Valentine's Day gift yet? Whether you're celebrating this day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Their simple online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcuff that perfect piece to your specifications. Handcraft, I'm sorry. You're that perfect piece to your specifications. Uh, Blue Nile's diamond price guarantees allow you to allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. So every order is insured, arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. That's important. Shipping's free, so are returns. Um, right now, you can save up to 50%, though, at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off. BlueNile.com. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the host that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing, all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, Matt, let's get back to the Miami Dolphins. Tua, Hill, Waddle, those are the the players we really need to focus on here. And mm-hmm. in in so many obvious ways, they are related. I was looking at some numbers, and, and Tua did end up only missing four games. Felt like, uh, felt Ooh, like much like more. more yeah, felt yeah. like more than that. He misses four games and, and most of a fifth one. Um, but you look at the numbers. Tyreek Hill this year with Tua on the field. Tyreek Hill averages 21.7 fantasy points per game. When it's anybody else, when two is out of the game, that drops from 21.7 to 16.6. So wow. still uh, still very effective uh, from a fantasy standpoint is to, uh, or I'm sorry, is Tyreek Hill. But he loses essentially five fantasy points per game. Jalen Waddell, 
even more drastic. With Tua, 17.9 fantasy points per game, and without him, 9.5. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking not even fantasy starter worthy uh, for Jalen Waddell without Tua Tungavaloa. So if, if all of this smoke and, and everything that we already do know about, if it does result in, you know, the worst case, or at least the worst case, from the Dolphins' standpoint, and, and this is it. Tua walks away. What do they do now? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, there's no easy answer, I mean, right? It, well, I do think there's a small elephant in the room, and you mentioned his name before, and that's Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, apparently him and the owner are super close, and there's Michigan connections and all this stuff. Could they try to trade Tua and go with Brady? Um I don't think that enhances Hill or Waddle's stock. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to do about this team. The more I think about it and the more we talk through it, I think I want to just get rid of all my Dolphins all of a sudden. Yeah, it's it's a little scary. I've talked to yeah. a, a couple of uh, folks that are in fantasy leagues that I, that I play in, guys I really trust, and they're, they're kind of on the same page. They want to sell low onto it. Get him off your roster. And it yeah. it made me think of Brandon Cooks a little bit because Brandon Cooks was, you know, going back several years, was one of the top fantasy receivers uh, from a dynasty standpoint as well. He's he's young. He's a producer. And then in that span of a year or two years, he has all those head injuries. And yeah, yeah. the the story on Brandon Cooks really for the past two or three years, maybe even longer than that, has been. He's great, but he's one he's one hit away from retiring. He's one hit away from his career being over. And because of that, his his value has been destroyed. And and he's still produced and, you know, fortunately he hasn't had that that one more serious right, hit. Right. But, you know, you feel like you almost feel like it's coming the longer that these guys stay Probably. on the field and right. and with two, I think it's going to be the same thing that it, it, it's going to happen eventually. You hate to think about that, but that's kind of the reality of the game. And this is going to impact his dynasty value maybe for the rest of his career. Yeah. And the fact that he couldn't even be considered for the playoff game, you know, I mean, that was several weeks after the most recent one happened and it wasn't even, well, we're hoping he's ready for wildcard weekend. We didn't hear any of that. I mean, it was just out, out. And the other thing I think we have to mention about Tua as well is the concussions are unbelievably scary, as you laid out. Right. But he's had other injuries like crazy, yeah. too. I yeah, mean, coming true. out of Bama, he was hurt. You know I mean? Like, he can't stay on the field. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, I think you talked about the Dolphins trading too. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I just don't think who's going to give you. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be in a position to do that. Trading Hill and, and even trading Jalen Waddle in dynasty uh, is a little more realistic, right? I mean, I think sure, you, could, sure. you could pivot from Hill to Cooper cup to Devonte Adams. I think you could do that pretty easily. His ADP is higher than, than those two players. And with Waddle, uh, again, he's wide receiver five. He's both of those guys are in the first round of our latest dynasty ADP. Uh, there, there are tons of young wide receivers that you could pivot to. Could you get, um, could you get Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave even up for Jalen Waddle? I, I, I think you could in most cases, Probably, um, yeah. and, and if not those, you know, target, target another guy and, and get a pick thrown in or, or get a couple young wideouts. Um, lot, lots of trade opportunity for those two players. It sounds like you would be exploring that, Matt. 
Yeah. yeah. And the more I think about this team in general, they don't run the ball well. They don't have a tight end. You know, what's their curveball if they don't have what worked so well this past year? And what's their ability to go and improve their team is very minimal. So, yeah, I think I'm out. Uh, I think I'm moving on from all these guys if I can. Well, when it when it comes down to it, as of right now, and, and we've got lots of time, mon- months and months to figure this out, but as of right now, we don't know who their starting quarterback is. We don't know who their top two running backs are, and we don't know who their starting tight end is. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> Those are facts. Yeah, yeah, right. That's pretty bad. Let's move over to the LA Chargers. We'll get these guys started really quickly. Chargers finish ten and seven. That was good for second in the AFC West, uh, and of course the the tough loss to the Jaguars in the wild card round in the first round of the playoffs. Obviously had that huge lead. What was it, Matt? I think it was twenty seven zero at one point. I think was the score. The Jags come all the way back and win that game. Ultimately, uh, the uh, the Chargers uh, do fire their their offensive coordinator. And now, just over the past uh, earlier this week, they find a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, who was let go by the Dallas Cowboys. And Matt, I mean, if you play in dynasty leagues long enough, this is going to happen to you. You, You've got a guy, you're trying to make room on your dynasty roster and you end up cutting somebody. Maybe you don't feel good about it, but you, you cut that guy and minutes later you get an email that somebody else in your league has picked up that player and sure. you just feel like immediately I made a mistake. And I wonder <laughs> right. I wonder if Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are thinking that. I mean, it felt like hours after the announcement that, yeah. that Kellen Moore was uh, was moving on from Dallas. Now he's the new offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers. And the Cowboys must have been thinking, ooh, maybe, maybe we messed right up there. there. Right, yeah. Uh, same same question as before. What's what's the theme of the Chargers season? You said inconsistent inconsistency with the Dolphins. Yep, that might be your same answer with the Chargers. Yeah, injuries as well, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but Herbert every year, had, every year, yeah, every year, yeah. But Herbert just had shoulder surgery. Yeah, we so we knew about the other injuries. There is a very little contingency of Allen and Williams actually being on the field together. I don't know that their coaching staff is particularly strong, but I guess the coordinator change is a positive. Their protection was bad. No running game, despite having a great back. And, you know, the first-round pick is a guard. You'd think you'd be able to run the ball a little bit better. So they're a hard team. They're a hard organization to get behind. It's been like that, like, our whole life. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, let's talk about uh, the lineup here, and uh, we'll take a quick break after that. Justin Herbert. 16 and a half fantasy points per game. He's the quarterback 15 on the season. He's actually the quarterback five in dynasty leagues right now. Uh, Austin Eckler was the RB one on the season on a points per game basis. That was 21.9 RB seven in our rankings. Uh, Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, notable names behind Eckler. Um, you talked about the receivers already. Keenan Allen, 16.4 fantasy points per game. He was the wide receiver 11, did only play 10 games uh, on the season. Mike Williams, 13.6 fantasy points per game, wide receiver 20, and he played 13 games this year. So both of those guys missed uh, missed multiple weeks. Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter were the uh, next guys in line and both played well when given a chance. 
Gerald Everett is their tight end, eight and a half points per game, tight end 15 on the year, uh, and Donald Parham uh, behind him. Carter is a free agent. Donald Parham is a restricted free agent. But most of this roster looks like it's coming back, and, and the core of Herbert, Eckler, Allen, and Williams certainly slated to come back. That's good news for Kellen Moore and uh, in, in his new role. Yeah, Kellen Moore gets to work with Dak Prescott and then Justin Herbert. I mean, that's not so bad. Um, I, I do like that core. I, I don't think Keenan Allen's gotten old or Eckler looks bad or, you know, is about to fall off that cliff. But, I mean, obviously there's age concerns there. There's consistency concerns with Williams. But, no, I think this is a good offense because I think Herbert's a superstar. Matt, let's take a break, and we'll talk a little bit more about the L.A. Chargers and how their season went. Folks, we are, you know we're already into the playoffs. we got the Super Bowl right around the corner here, and we're really excited to tell, about, tell you guys about our new sports betting partner, uh, and that's the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you've been, if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that makes betting on sports very fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets, guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Um, FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props, of course, tons of that stuff. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payday with the same game parlay. Um, all, all on an app that's super safe, secure, super easy to use. I've been using it like crazy. It, trust me, anyone can handle it. It's easy if I can do it. So football fans, please don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Mondays, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Matt, let's get back to this Chargers roster. Herbert, Eckler, Allen, Williams. Who's the one guy on, on this team that you want from a dynasty standpoint? And let's let's talk uh, let's talk one quarterback because if we go super flex, I think it becomes very easy uh, with mm-hmm. with Justin Herbert being that guy. But in those one quarterback dynasty leagues, who are you taking? I still think it's Herbert. Okay, I mean, I I don't think you have to pivot off Eckler or Allen. Um, you're not going to get a ton for Allen at this stage of his career. I still right. think he's quite good. I can't quit Mike Williams. I seem to own him everywhere, and he's a little frustrating because, I mean, you you know what he's capable of. It just doesn't seem to happen ever for 17 games. So I'm going to go with the bird in the hand here with Herbert and just say I'm going to bank on his talent, and he's as a star. Well, you feel like Herbert certainly has the most time ahead of him as, as far as years, well, right, right, right. years left. Um, it, we've talked about some of these running backs already, but that 2017 running back class which has been so great i think i think it it changed the way we play dynasty uh 
those guys are kind of under fire. I mean, Dalvin Cook is being talked about as a possible cap cut. So is Joe Mixon. Alvin Kamara is in trouble off the field. He could be uh, potentially gone as well. Uh, Aaron Jones could be a cap cut. Austin Eckler was the kind of the under radar, under the radar guy in that class. Not not a first round rookie pick like all of those players were, or most of those. Jones Jones was not either. But um, Eckler has. <laughs> over the past couple of years has been the best one and certainly yeah, wow. certainly not in danger of being a cap casualty for the chargers this off season. Uh, how, how much longer are we trusting Austin Eckler? Is this uh, one more year of elite production? Are we riding him t- till the wheels kind of fall off? What, what's your thoughts on him as a dynasty asset? Uh, well, if we truly, do what we preach and treat running backs as if they're re- almost redraft assets. Yep. I mean, he's definitely going to the top five next year in redraft. Right. I mean, you can make an argument. That he's running back one or two, or I mean, the, the way he catches the ball and finds the end zone isn't fluky. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I mean, any running back can hit the wall, but I mean, he's known for taking cr- tremendous care of his body and his workout regimen and all those things. And he's certainly tough and flexible. So no, I don't think I'm jumping away from Eckler. I think you keep riding him out and winning fantasy games. Do you think he's an elite talent or is it just in the right situation? Like, would would we put him in the mm. – is he in the same – conversation and let me let me back up McCaffrey right is he in the conversation with McCaffrey and and here's the reason I ask I was talking running back rankings with a friend the other day and I said I I think you essentially for dynasty have to rank if they're young and elite talent they're they're the top guys that's that's obvious right okay and that's B. John Robinson and and it's Brees Hall and maybe it's Jonathan Taylor so if those are your top three and then it has to be elite talents who maybe aren't young. So, okay, you know, yeah. give me Christian McCaffrey. Give me McCaffrey yeah. over Kenneth Walker or over ETN or over, um, you know, whoever else might be that that young guy that we've been valuing highly. But is Eckler in that same tier, in that same conversation with McCaffrey? He's an anomaly because he's a late-round pick in a <laughs> right. small school and all those things, so you don't think of him as an elite talent. Yeah, he's undrafted. But, yeah, right, yeah. right. I mean, I tend to think he is. I kind of think he is as well. We've seen enough of him at the NFL level. He is a great route runner, a great receiver. That's talent, you know. I sure. mean, he's very hard to get on the ground, that low center of gravity. He's very, very shifty. He's very agile. He's explosive. So, yeah, I think he's right there with McCaffrey. We talked about those wide receivers. Both of those guys are buys, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, for the price. Really, yeah. because they're, the price is going to be right. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, Eckler, really, it sounds like this team is filled with, with dynasty buys. Players we want to target this offseason mm-hmm. at the right price. Herbert, Eckler. Allen and Mike Williams. What about Josh Palmer? Is is it just he's he's just a guy? Yeah, I think he's just a guy. I mean, I thought he would be a really good three for them. I thought he might even be a Keenan Allen heir apparent, but you know, not to that level. But I mean, a suitable number two. I mean, I don't hate having him on my roster, but um, maybe what we learned from this podcast is trade your Dolphins for Chargers. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Although I don't, I don't want to pivot from Hill and Waddle to uh, to Allen and the Williams. Williams. I'm yeah, not yeah. quite ready to do that. All right, Matt, that will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.